Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and I have Christy here with me. Hello, mentors. Wonderful to be with you this month, as always. Today, we are going to get to dive into a really interesting topic and spend some time focusing on a pattern, one of many patterns that we have as human beings. And before we dive specifically into this pattern, let's just step back and talk about why would we want to spend time talking about patterns in general. Christy, could you share a little bit more? Yeah, as human beings, we learn from a very early age and from ways of being. We get conditioned into uh, ways that we can show up in the world that have us feeling praise and love and care. But we also can get conditioned that when our hearts get injured or hurt or um, we feel fearful, we can get conditioned into ways of being that have us withdraw from the love and the care and the attention that is here in our world. So patterns become really brilliant ways to serve us, to protect us, to get have us get more of what we want. Um, They take on a lot of different um, ways. And so our patterns can get us to a particular point in our lives. So the patterns that we learn to be that help us succeed or move forward or earn us recognition or have us accomplish a goal, we can take on and start moving um, very much into those and then arrive at a certain point in life where we feel stuck, limited, or spinning. So it's kind of that adage of what got you here won't get you there. So being able to step back to call on our witness to pause and self-observe, to self-observe our patterns is an important life skill and one that we want to begin developing in our young people. But it's also one that we as um, the more adult, (laughs) the more adult ages of us, we're not always able to do that ourselves. We just keep spinning in our own patterns, pushing forward, trying to get somewhere further by doing the same things we've always done. So it's really important that we as mentors understand this life skill for ourselves and be able to model it with our youth, to slow down, step into witness, to be curious and observe ourselves, and to be curious about their self-observations and not project our observations of them onto them, but to inquire. So today we're looking at um, patterns that can be disruptive and destructive and limiting And as mentors, we have really three moves we can make to acknowledge the pattern we see in our youth, value it, and understand that it has served them and kept them safe in some way. And so just stripping the pattern away or naming it as wrong doesn't help the youth feel loved, seen, or grounded in where they've been. So stopping, acknowledging, valuing the pattern that's there for the brilliance that their little child um, created. We can also bring awareness to the patterns with curiosity and with love and with compassion so that we can inquire about what's limiting about that pattern um, so that they can be more curious about that themselves and not feel judgment for it, but be curious about how it served them and how it may now also be limiting them. And the third move we can make around patterns is to start exploring and designing new possibilities for our youth to practice more self-observation and to be more curious about their own patterns so that they can interrupt them on their own, independent of us. 
to start to become more self-correcting in their worlds. So we've kind of laid the land of a pattern, how it how it comes to be, why, what purpose it's serving, and then the acknowledgement that at some point it no longer serves us. And one particular pattern that um, kind of shocks people and why we lay the land of that, what a pattern is and how it works with us is this pattern that we're inviting our mentors and youth into of shifting from a knower's mindset to a learner's mindset. How can I move from a way of being in a culture that verifies and validates me to know, 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 be in the cognitive mind and to start shifting into a curious mind, a beginner mind, where we start to see the world, our relationships, people, afresh, anew, because that's where possibility lives, not in what I think I already know, but in the don't know, don't know. So let's That's a lot of words to kind of set this up to explore. How do we shift from a knower's mind to a learner's mind? And what might be the benefit for our youth and our mentoring relationships when we do? Yeah, and I appreciate that you helped us to see and understand that in our culture, we really have been conditioned to be in this knower's pattern, having that knowing way of being. And so if we just step back for that in a moment and kind of understand that, it's to recognize that this is a pretty ingrained pattern. You know, in school as children, we're encouraged to do things the right way. There is um, the best answer, the right answer, the correct answer. You get praised, you get rewarded. And and that just that comes early on in childhood. And so we learn like, okay, I'm going to constantly be out to seek the right way, the best way. And oftentimes that becomes the only way to move forward in a certain path. And then we grow up and we enter jobs in the workforce where we start to get rewarded for efficiency and shortcuts to get to success. How efficient can we be at something? How uh, clear and most directive can we be? And we start getting rewarded in that way in our adult life as well. So it's ingrained throughout a lot of our culture, through our jobs, through managing many activities, how busy can we be, therefore how efficient can we be, how smart can we be, how quickly can we know, decide, and keep moving forward faster, quicker, better. And we can likely see, or maybe start to see, and if not, let's dive into what are some of the limitations of this pattern. You know, we can really get stuck in this my way thinking and you know, thinking about our work environments or if we have any experience or knowledge or expertise in a certain area, we can really be overconfident and commit to things and say, oh, I know the best way to move forward here because I have some experience, I have some grounding. And we might leave out other important information or even people that really do have some knowledge and some expertise with the situation or issue. And as we think about supporting our own mentees, we also were once teenagers. And so we we might be quick to say, oh, well, here's how you should approach this mentee because I was a teenager, this is what worked for me, and not really step back in that space of curiosity. In the space of, of getting stuck in my way of thinking is also the realization that there may be things that, in ways that I've approached things before, that I left out 
my own vulnerabilities, my own traumas, my own hurts may have me putting certain parts of myself aside and hiding those parts. And so they may not be included. So now that I'm working with another person and I may have the way of thinking that you leave those parts of yourself out and it may be really important to this other person's healing and coming forward in the world to be able to address and see those parts. So this way of getting stuck in my way of thinking, which is one way of the knower's mindset showing up, is that we also then value what gets brought to the forefront and what gets left behind. And that may not be the same value shared by someone else. So a learner's mind, particularly in our relationships as mentors with our youth, but also for our youth in the world, is to be curious about looking at this and that, not the polarization, not be optimistic and leave pessimism behind, which might be our way of thinking about a situation as a right way to see it. But we might have to address the sadness and the hurt in order to get to the place of knowing the joy and the happiness. Or we might have to acknowledge that, yeah, maybe I was disrespectful to certain teachers, but that doesn't mean I'm a disrespectful person overall. So we need to include more than our own way of thinking and see what we maybe have hidden that needs brought to the forefront and to invite our youth to to invite what they might be feeling shame or guilt around and trying to hide to the forefront so we can actually face all that's present in this situation. So we have to learn. We have to be curious about and open to learning what might be hidden here that I'm not seeing that's really important to be seen. Yeah, and as we think about another limitation of this pattern is getting stuck in my view of what happened or is happening in the situation. So we kind of have this my way thinking where we see maybe the best path forward or how to approach something. And then as we think about this distinction of fact versus interpretation, we all create stories and we can get really lost in the interpretation that we're telling ourselves about why things the way are the way they are, um, why somebody is showing up in a relationship the way they're showing up with us. And we can just get really locked into that and it can really limit how we approach the situation, how we show up ourselves, and we can kind of fall into a default way of being in relationship or in a situation which really limits possibilities for us. In this pattern of, of the knower's mind being my view of what happened or is happening implies that I'm blind to what else could be happening, other possibilities. So part of our move as a mentor into the learner's mindset or the beginner's mindset is to be really curious about what is our youth not seeing in this situation? Or as we apply it to our own life, pausing to ask, what might I not be seeing? The distinction here in, as we talked about being stuck in my way of thinking of what's in hiding, it's what I'm trying to keep from being seen, but I already know it's there. When we talk about getting stuck in my view of what happened, and we're talking about the blind spot, it's I really can't see another possibility. And so as mentors, our invitation becomes, what are they not seeing that we can invite into to broaden perspective and understanding? And that might invite in, again, more compassion, 
um, a broader viewpoint from which I can see possibilities. Um, and it might also invite in like noticing how I'm responding in my own body to the situation with fear, anxiety that might not be needed. And so can I become more, more open? And in addition to these two patterns, we can think about a third as being one around how we view our own selves as, as human beings and how we view others. And we can fall into a way of being of objectifying ourselves. And so this is where we can limit how we view ourselves and others through labels and characterizations. And we look at ourselves as being fixed in time things or having fixed ways of being. And we don't see ourselves as continuously evolving creatures. And so that limits us. If we see somebody as one way or we see ourselves as one thing, then that doesn't invite possibility or curiosity about how else can we show up in life? What else might we try on? We just continue again to show up in this cycle and this pattern. And in this space of when we objectify ourselves and others, we really are closing ourselves. We're not remaining open to who we are, our declaration of ourselves, the best version of ourselves. We also in this space are young people of objectifying themselves. Not only do they not remain open themselves, they're also not remaining open to others, and they can't come to know themselves as their goodness. So when we start objectifying ourselves, we limit the possibility of ourselves and the possibility of all of the wonderful qualities that are there and the evidence that those qualities are there that open us back up to the world and our relationships. So as mentors, we do this too. We get into a situation or a conversation with our youth. We get fearful for their future, and we go into the knower's mindset. I know what's best. Here's my way of thinking about it. Here's the way I've done it. Or here's the things you need to do. And we forget to see the person in front of us and be curious with a learner's mind about what's happening for them right now. And it may not be anything that I think I know. And it may not be relevant to my own experience. And I may be closing myself off to feel the compassion and the humanness of the struggle that's real for them. So this shift in mentoring from a knower's mindset to a learner's mindset is really this invitation to see our use patterns and value them, to bring awareness to their patterns in a loving, kind way, a non-judgmental way that we can get curious about them, about who they are together and learn. They can learn about themselves while we're also learning about them. And then from there, we can start to look at new patterns new possibilities, new try-ons that they would take to evolve themselves into a learning mindset toward the situation that they're facing. So I love that we've already touched on some really great approaches to help shift from a knower's mindset to a learner's mindset. And let's bring some other possibilities as well and practices that'll help us to make the shift from this very set conditioned pattern that we've had for so long. One of them is we can tap into two qualities that we have, which are flexibility and wonder. So we could even take a moment and just think back to our own childhoods. When we stepped into those qualities, 
so easily. They just came naturally. We had a curiosity about the world. Just that beginner's mindset of there's so much possibility from here and wanting to explore, ask questions, get curious. There's such a beauty there. And how can we invite more of that into our lives and see that even in a situation, even in a relationship where, yes, I have experience, I have knowledge, that there's still so much to unpack, to uncover, and to explore. And what might that invite us to try on if we can just step back and start to recognize that? What's here that I'm not seeing? What more could be explored? What more could I try on? What's going on with the other person that I might not understand or know as well too? We can also enhance our skills at inquiry and listening. When we're in a knower's mindset, we listen a particular way. We listen for evidence of what we think we already know. When we shift into the learner's mindset, we listen and inquire differently. So we stay curious. We respond to what's being said, not react to it. We really hear what's being said with an open mind, not trying to make it fit into a framework we already hold. And we allow ourselves to truly take in what the others are, ex- are sharing so that our own perspective about ourselves, about others, and about life can expand. And this is where we start to learn and open ourselves to more possibility of what could be actionable from here after we've seen the person from, as, a, as we said before, afresh, anew, because of the skills of inquiry and listening allowing us to do so. And another practice we can take on is stepping into the space of observation more often in our lives. And so this could be an intentional practice of inviting us to slow down, to notice, and really be present with what is here. As we think about a knower's mind, we can oftentimes get lost in the past on the way things were and how they should be repeated and look forward to the future of planning out, well, I already know what I need to do because I've done it already in the past. So how can we instead practice slowing down, being in the present, observing, and just allowing information, experience, sensations to come forward in the moment and allow ourselves to be with that, to see what else might be here that I haven't considered, that I can meet, that might then be very helpful to carry forward into the future. So mentors, one of the things we'd like to offer you is how do we as human beings, not necessarily just as mentors, but how do we as human beings start to build our capacity to shift from the knower's mindset to the learner's mindset? And here's some invitations that develop the skill and these qualities of the learner mindset. Take on something new in your life, something that you've never done before, and try on being a beginner at something. So maybe you take a cooking class, maybe you take a dance class, or maybe you just take a new route to work tomorrow morning, something that allows you to be a beginner at something new, sense the discomfort the uncertainty that might arise that allows your mindset to start to shift and expand and be curious about the new experience. We can also be open to and develop, start to develop the skill of asking for help or just seeking out guidance, asking coworkers or others for tips on how they approach 
certain projects, certain tasks, certain activities, relationships, and just start to expose ourselves to other ideas, even maybe in a place that we have so much knowledge and information. How cool it would be, though, to have a conversation and get one additional insight that we hadn't had before. And even just in that awareness of one new insight, it starts to help us to realize there's still so much more to learn. So can we start to get open to that, practice that, even with our own mentees, asking for their suggestions, their tips, how do you approach these things? What would you do in this situation? Even if they maybe have had no experience there, how cool it would be though, just to see what other approaches might there be that I'm not considering. And another practice we can take on as humans to expand our knower's mind to a learner's mind is to start to notice where we might be looking at situations with a view of how do we enhance it or um, how do we, how are we judging it? How are we dismissing it? So look for those places where you're looking to enhance something or you find yourself withdrawing for something and instead see if you can make the shift to see how things are good just as they are. What might already be right about the situation? So those are some tips for expanding in life. Now we want to call you to action as a mentor with your young person. So we want to invite you to reflect and identify how the pattern of knowing, instead of showing up as a learner with your youth, might be limiting your relationship with your young person. And we want to invite you to consider and commit to what are some things you can do to start the practice of shifting from a knower's mind to a learner's mind. And while we brought to you some ideas in this podcast, we also are recognizing that there's many ways to do this. So we invite you to consider what are some ways that you also can be curious in your own life about how you can do this and what a great opportunity to even brainstorm with your mentee about what are some possibilities that might have not been included in this conversation today. And as you do so, be kind and compassionate with yourself. We bring this topic forward because it's a life skill our young people need, not, and because it's something that we as mentors can always be growing into, not because anything's wrong, but because it's a way that we can grow together and enhance the skill set in our young people. And of course, we ask that in your next conversation with your program coordinator, you reflect on these learnings, some of what you want to be up to and commit to, and they will definitely welcome that conversation. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.